You know what, folks? Uh, this is Jeff Morton. Welcome to Returning to Eden. Of course, my co-host, Dr. Dina Dye, is with us. Hi, Dina. Shalom, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, uh, like you, I was a little depressed most of the week over what we're going to be talking about today. But, folks, what we do is Dean and I, just so you know, I'm going to say this again, we're visually looking at each other, she in New Mexico, me near, near Seattle, and we can see each other, we can talk to each other, but then I have to edit the program and turn it into an audio program for the podcast, which I do that. I could take every one of these video recordings that we have and post those, but we're just going to kind of stay with the podcast forum uh, for the time being because, let's face it, we're, it's, it's not even it's, – it's 8 o'clock in the morning here, 9 o'clock there, and it looks like it for both of us. So we don't really want you guys to see that. Uh, we're going to be on here for about 30 minutes. It's just uh, – we've got about 30 minutes here, Dina. And today's topic uh, – I should also mention, too, Dina, we're going to try to do one or two shows a month. Uh, largely because we're just busy, and that's kind of what we decided, correct? Correct, yeah. It's just okay. going to work a lot better for us. For now, you know, until um, I've got so much going on, and, and, uh, it, it, it's, and I, I just got back from Florida. We did the Temple Conference, and uh, it was a fabulous conference, I have to say. You guys, you know, make every effort to go because it's life-changing. Um, you know, but you, I poured out for four days, and I came back just beat. And uh, I, you know, I was practically comatose. It was hard to even talk about anything. <laughs> so um, I think just going forward for us, the, the weekly thing is a little challenging. But, uh, you know, we're here, and we're going to do it the best we can. And, you know, keep on keeping on here. Yeah, in fact, I was talking to Dina about all of this, and she listed all of the things that she had going on, and I, I thought about it after we finished talking, and I went, that's impossible. How, how do you do this? <laughs> and then <laughs> then my wife says to me, that's impossible. How do you do this? And I went, okay. So, <laughs> uh, But today's show, we're going to talk about the warrior king. And, Dean, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and introduce uh, the subject matter. And there's a reason we're going to talk about this, but first we want to talk about this barbarian Barbaric uh, treatment of the unborn. Dina, I'll let you, let you start the conversation. Well, I think, I mean, I spent yesterday just totally depressed, you know, just, uh, I mean, I had my prayer time with the Lord, and I always, you know, try to make sure on Shabbat, but the whole day was just heavy. And, of course, the, the week we had that super moon thing happen, and then the next day, you know, the New York legislature passed this bill, Basically, you can abort your baby a day before full term. And we actually have the same law, if you will, in New Mexico. And we in Washington State as well. Yeah. Please. And this has been going on in Albuquerque is the late-term abortion capital of the United States. And women fly in here really from all over the world, and they, they have hotels that shuttle them back and forth between the clinic and the hotel. And we had an opportunity, I think it's been about three years, to stop the barbarity in, in Albuquerque at least. And we had a, a Republican governor and a Republican mayor of Albuquerque, and they did nothing. And so Planned Parenthood came in with their vast resources, 
and that thing never saw the light of day. So it's been it's very grievous to us here in New Mexico, but to see these lawmakers and the governor of New York put a pink light on top of the World Trade Center uh, memorial, cheering this, I, I, that was it for me. I just went over the edge. I mean, we are, the symbol of terrorists killing our citizens is the place where we're celebrating the murder of babies a day before they can, they can be born. This is a Holocaust. Uh, let's, uh, today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. And last year, in the world, we murdered 41 million babies. And at this rate, we are going to far surpass Hitler and Stalin, which well, we already and, have. and Pol Pot, and Mao. And we, you know, we look at them and we consider them these just barbarians who had no, uh, just did not value life. But I'm, I'm saying to myself, on, uh, we're not one bit different. Now, I do know uh, part of that bill in New York, they, those folks out there were fighting that thing for 12 years. But what happened in the last election, and it happened in New Mexico as well, is that the Republicans who were holding one of the houses lost. They lost in New York, and here in New Mexico we have a Democrat House, Senate, and Governor. And in two less than two weeks, they have, they're, they're about set to pass a, a new bill in New Mexico. In 1969, something was passed to make it a criminal uh, if you performed an abortion without a doctor and without a, uh, a valid reason that the life of the mother was at stake. So they're, they're, they say that is just this old primitive bill. They're ready to throw that out. They want to make New Mexico a sanctuary state. They're already moving towards that. They passed I don't know how many bills, you know, controlling uh, our ability to have guns. And uh, they're raising our taxes. Currently, we, there is no tax for online uh, services, goods and services, which benefits someone like me. If this thing passes, I'm about to have to put out $5,000 a year, which I simply don't have. Anyways, all that to say is in less than two weeks, I just feel... Yesterday was my day. I'm just like on the floor. But to me, you know, and those things, you know, we will deal with. But we cannot deal with what's going on with the wholesale slaughter of innocent babies in the womb. So I was very discouraged and frustrated, <laughs> ready, ready to hang it up. Um, and so I didn't see how we could go through this program and not talk about this. We have to, you know, Obviously, we are in our world has been turned upside down, and as I've said a million times, it matters who's king. It mattered in the ancient world, and it matters now. It matters who your governor is and who your president is, and it matters most when it comes to the slaughter of of the innocent. So we've got to figure out how how are we going to go forward. Now I would just a shout out and kudos to those who've been in the trenches since Roe v. Wade. Uh, these people have worked tirelessly in many in many places. I, I would just suggest you know support Save the Storks, support CareNet. You know if you can't do anything financially, you can do something and you can save a life by just investing in these ministries. These are solid ministries doing yeoman's work. 
But we got to figure out a way going forward, especially for those of I mean, I've always been financially involved in this. I haven't, I haven't done a lot of protesting in front of abortion clinics in many, many years. And that's really not for everyone. I understand that. So what, what are we going to do going forward? How does this fit with our God? who is the warrior king, how, you know, we can't, it's discouraging, it's frustrating because we see our country just headed for the abyss. So I will take a breath and Jeff, <laughs> you can add to that. Well, Dina, I, um, many years ago, uh, when I, when I understood the gravity of abortion, I was in a church in Portland, Oregon, and they showed a film of a, of a forcep inserted into a woman's uh, area to to uh, get pulled the baby out. And the baby started fighting the forceps. This was an actual video that they, they sent forward. And when the forceps grabbed a hold, and I'm going to get graphic here because, I, you know, we have to understand what abortion is. The baby was fighting the forceps while it was ripping body parts off the child. And this is how they were extracting the child, by literally dissecting the baby in the womb. And that's what I understood what abortion was. I understood the horror, the, the wholesale slaughter of babies in the womb. I, it was, it was, um, it was, it was it, it, I can't even, I can't even wrap my mind around how anyone could do this. And so for me to see New York State, which I was born and raised in New York State, uh, which in, in my opinion, as long as we have these, these folks running that, that uh, state, it, it, this lunacy, is, it just keeps elevating. It just keeps elevating. Yeah. Yeah. There, it seems to be no limit yep, to the, the destruction insanity. of life that yeah. we see happening. And so when I saw this thing come down in New York State, uh, my wife pointed out to me, well, they've been doing that for, for a long time here in Washington State, and I didn't realize that you could kill a child. You could murder a human being in the womb in Washington State the day before it's to be born. So I didn't really know that. So I went online and I started looking at all the laws and all the legalities and all this stuff, and I'm sitting here going, what kind of person puts this sort of legislation in front of a community and passes it? And this week, Tuesday afternoon, I was thinking about King David as a child. And I was thinking about King David going out and facing Goliath and just looking at that story. And I thought, what if King David had not done that? There would be no Israel. And there would have been a monumental defeat recorded in history. And Goliath would have literally stomped him. If he walked out there with a pencil and paper and said, Goliath, I understand you have a few grievances. Let's have a conversation about it. Which is where we are today. And I'm sitting here going, the king of kings and the lord of lords has enemies in this earth. And I, I just, I recoil when someone says to me that we need to we need to negotiate with the enemy that's trying to kill us with the enemy that's reaching up inside of women and destroying children with the enemy that would enslave women all over the world which is happening i have a problem when a voice says to me we, we really need to pray and we need to ask god to to turn those people's hearts around and i'm sitting here thinking 
man, if David had done that, we'd be in tr- Israel would have never existed. Yeah, and, that, and we that, have that, to have a different attitude about this, and that's why we're going to talk about the warrior king. Dina. Well, you think about, I mean, obviously, obviously we have two, two examples, examples in the Bible. In the Bible. Uh, um, we have Pharaoh, you know, murdering the uh, his uh, baby Hebrew boys. Herod. And uh, Herod, you know, and, and Moses and Yeshua are, you know, mo- the pattern of Yeshua takes us back to Moses. They're both king. I mean, obviously Yeshua wasn't the king at the time, and he wasn't the priest. I understand that, but the pattern is there, and and actually the whole of the New Testament is in the pattern of the Exodus. There's just multiple examples, but both were kings, and if they had been destroyed, <laughs> what kind of an environment would Israel be living in in the wilderness if Moses had been taken out, and what? kind of an environment would have been like for people living in Rome in the first century if Yeshua had been killed by and, the power of Well, I want to just kind of make sure. We know he was killed. That's not her point. But if he hadn't accomplished what he was there to do. Is, is, well, yeah, the I, birth I, of I, the kingdom. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, we have the same thing going on. So, I mean, the Bible has given us examples. This, this is nothing new. Uh, this is, you know, this has been going on since the dawn of time. What's difficult for us is we were once a nation that valued life, and right. we were once a nation in which all of our institutions valued life and the, Jude- the Judeo-Christian ethic. Whether everybody was a Christian, that is irrelevant. But these institutions uh, were support and pillars for the Judeo-Christian view. And uh, our laws are based on the same thing. So now, you know, that is no longer exists. There's not one. There is not one institution that supports, upholds life in the way that God does, in the way that we value life. That is, and we're not expecting everybody to be a Christian, but the, that is the most basic nature of who our God is, that he protects life. And that was the job of the king. The king was supposed to, when he sat on the throne, bring prosperity and blessing and order and protection. And the king valued the life of his citizens and, you know, made things good. And that's why I keep saying these kings that are on the throne in the good old U.S. of A. are evil kings. And the Bible speaks endlessly about woe to you when evil kings rule over you. And so we are being ruled by evil kings. Now, granted, we have states in which there's, there are good kings. <laughs> but I live in a state where there isn't. And New Me York too. is one of those. Yeah, New York is, is the same. And there are, you know, multiple states that have evil kings running the show. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade here. So now we live in this environment it isn't really new, uh, you know, talk to anybody who lived in ancient Rome, uh, you know, no thank you, I'd rather be here now, but we have to figure out a way to go forward, and how, you know, how are we going to deal with, I mean, abortion is at the top of my, you know, my issues, but there there are multiple ones, how are we going to go forward, you know, what's interesting in New York is um, death by lethal injection is against the law for criminals, but now is okay for babies in the womb, stuff like that. 
And you know full well this the argument that it, it you know the life of the mother here is at stake is nonsense because we have cesarean section. And, and there's no there's, there's no medical proof for that either. The, no, no and so that's whatsoever. just a specious argument for right. sure. Um, so you know the the king again the king matters. It, it, so we ha I've been talking over the last few weeks about the kings were always related to the heavens. So the king pretty much represented the sun. The whole heavenly realm was the king's domain, his rulership, etc. And, you know, talk when we talk about in the Bible falling stars um, that shoot like arrows or things of that nature, you know, we're talking about kingdoms coming down, which ultimately you take out the head and down goes the kingdom. So, you know, how, you know, how do we go forward with this? Um, those warriors, you know, everything in the Bible, we've got a lot of language of political alliances because that... It's a very political book, <laughs> really, very. if you look at it. Um, one of the things, I, so I'm, uh, right now in my book, in my work uh, with the book on Noah, I'm actually writing a uh, fictional vignette on uh, Gilgamesh. The king, Gilgamesh was the king of Uruk, and he was a, apparently he was a real guy. And, you know, we have all, all that language in leading up to the story of Noah about the sons of God and the daughters of men intermarrying, and we have giants and all that. And we've got, you know, there's stuff in Enoch, the Watchers. I mean, there's some mighty crazy stuff. And, and people have taken it all literally and run with it and, you know, but... I, it was very interesting to me in my research on uh, I landed in this area that sort of the, the, the word for giants um, is actually nafal. The root nafal means fallen ones. Nephilim, that's where we get it. Or nafil would be a, would be a giant. And I what it's actually real, the, the concept of giants is related to hunters. Right. And the concept of hunter was related to the warrior king. So it's really talking about the falling, if you will, by this intermarriage or these political alliances of the warrior kings. And, you know, the, these warrior kings brought, are the ones that brought such evil and wickedness on the earth. And where they got that from was, um, and this I think was Chaldean or... I can't remember, Aramaic, no, from Aram. But anyways, the giant in the sky was the constellation Orion. So we know stars make up and stars represent kings and stars make up the constellation. And so Orion was named the hunter, the hunter warrior. So in the ancient Babylonian world, um, the tradition of Orion was like the heavenly shepherd or the heavenly king. Um, the chief god, if you will, over the heavens. So it's actually dealing, again, it's dealing with something concrete instead of us going, we've got, you know, weird giants running around the world. It was actually tied to Orion. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, it was in the, in the uh, Aram, A-R-A-M tradition. It says the constellation was known as Nephila or Nephilim, which may have been Orion's descendants. So again, it's tying stars, constellations, and stuff to to this idea of giants, which had to do with the with the warrior king at the time. And so that's 
it was the warrior king, the intermarriage, that produced the wickedness on the earth. So it was going to require a king to take it away, which was Noah, the tenth in the line, who would bring peace and rest. Uh, those are kingly terms to the earth. So there's a reason that chapter 5 leads into chapter 6 in the story of Noah, because it's the king who's going to take down the kings. We are simply, the, the we're the boots on the ground, we've been given marching orders, we are the faithful servants, but we are not the king. So the king is the one that's going to take this out. So now the question begs, how do we serve God, our king, and how do we see him make the world right and restore order? That's the question. Well, I'm... Dina just offered a mouthful of information, and I remember uh, Bill Cloud, my friend Bill Cloud, who did a teaching on the supposed Nephilim, and he echoed the very sentiment that Dina's talking about now. These were horrible giants or leaders, pillars of, of that ancient world that were conspiring against everything holy, and that's kind of where we are today. In yeah. my mind, and I don't mind telling you this, folks, in the United States of America, the Nephilim are, to me, the Democrat leadership and, and the Republican leadership that goes along with this lunacy. We, I don't think we really have representation in our government True. anymore, which, which means we've got great big problems ahead of us. Now, I'm formulating a program that I, I want to try to do in conjunction with this whole thinking, and that is Citizens of the Kingdom. This is what my website is titled, and I'm sitting here going, you know, we have an allegiance to the United States of America because we're citizens here. We, we get up every single day. We, we go out and we, we obey the laws. We, we try to be productive. And I'm just literally saying, you know, people like Save the Storks and some of the other organizations. And Alveda King has a movie coming out called Roe vs. Wade. <clears throat> She's going to tell the story, the actual story of how this legislation came into, into being. Most of you are going to be surprised to find out that most of this legislation that gave us Roe v. Roe versus Wade, Roe, whatever, I'm getting tongue-tied, was based on a lie. Yep. And then the entirety of it was promoted. And then you had magazines like Cosmopolitan and all of these, these very liberal organizations propping up the women's movement, and they decided to go and add the abortion movement. And, and it was combined. This all happened in the 70s and 80s. And you begin to realize that the ideal of coat hangers and backstreet abortions were a lot of fabricated stories just to incite people, kind of like what we have going on today with the kids over here at Covington. Uh, right. And it's lunacy with the black Hebrew Israelites, and yeah. it's just—it's insane. And yeah. so, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what Dean and I are talking about on this show is that we have a king who has a government. He has a constitution. It is the covenant structure. All of the laws of that covenant structure support the constitution, which upholds the very reason this was all done in the first place, and that was life with the Creator. And w because we are citizens of that kingdom, we have to get away from the denominations. We have to get away from the, 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 the historical reality of, ch of church theology and realize that we have an obligation to the king as citizens. And so what Dean and I are talking about, boots on the ground, 
We have an obligation here. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I did a thing with uh, Save the Storks. Got very little participation with it because I, I don't understand where are the boots in the ground that have a loyalty and an obligation and are representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I, well, I don't get the boots it. on the ground are fighting one another. Yes. <laughs> You've got an army fighting within itself. You are never going to be victorious. We're we, not there's even no... con- Then I'm sorry. We're well, there's not no way. Even a, Go ahead. We're, we're not even considered a threat right. to the Nephilim, if you yep. will. Go ahead, Dana. Yep. No, I mean, uh, if you have everyone, if there's infighting like this, there's no way we can overcome. So I would, you know, first and foremost, if we're going to let our king do his job, we better make sure we are right with the king. (laughs) That requires, you know, daily repentance, coming before the Lord, making sure that you can uh, bring about the bond of peace within people, um, be an example of someone who, who... whose life represents order. <laughs> uh, we got to go to him every morning for our orders. Uh, we have got, somehow, I think we just have to pray for the restoration of the body because it is sick and we cannot defeat these things. Now, granted, there are individuals who have done like work beyond, I mean, they've worked tirelessly in the trenches and basically, you know, we've been lazy and I put myself in that category. I have not worked that hard in my life the way some have you know to defend the unborn and 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 so and I you know I'm not saying we all have to go out there uh, in that way but please figure out a way from the heart of God his wisdom what you can do and if that means educating you know lawmakers or just working in your sphere of influence to uh, you know if we all worked in our little spheres of influence, you know, we could we could see this thing move across the land. We have got to just fall on our face before God and repent for this thing because honestly, the reason it's happening is because of the the body of Messiah. The church has allowed this. And there are many now even in the church that at, I mean, there was some bishop that was applauding this whole thing. And there was a cardinal in New York that said he wasn't going to speak out against Governor Cuomo because, you know, this is a different, this is sort of a side issue. Well, I'm sorry if, you know, if our leaders aren't. But uh, God will take the folks in the trenches. And again, we depend on him as our king, as our warrior to fight the battle for us. We just have to show up and do what we're supposed to do. And, and I would echo that by simply saying that if, you know, this, if, we, if you can just realize that you are grafted into the kingdom of Almighty God through a covenant of blood, which means you have an obligation to represent the legality of that kingdom. And so if we can, and I'm going to be really focused on trying to bring this conversation forward, if we can realize that we are citizens of a kingdom that has rules, laws, and obligations. If we look at it from that perspective, then our denominations don't matter because the encroachment on the authority of our Lord and Savior is happening right in front of us, and we need to take a stand against that because we belong to that royal kingdom. It's really about do you belong 
to the kingdom of God and are you a servant and are you willing to stand to stand for the principles the legal system and the constitution of the kingdom of Almighty God it's really what it boils down to I'm trying to put this thing together so that I can have this conversation it's about a kingdom and you're a citizen of that kingdom if you've accepted the obligation that was literally gifted to you by blood Dina we're just we're just about out of time here, so I'll let you get close the show out. Okay, well, I'm just real quick. So this is in um, Isaiah 14, the taunt, it's described the taunt against Babylon's king, so Nebuchadnezzar in this case. Now in the day when Adonai will give you rest from your sorrow and your turmoil and from the hard service you were forced to do, you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon and say how the taskmaster has ceased. The raging oppressor, exactor of gold, has ceased. Adonai has broken the rod of the wicked, the scepter of the rulers, which struck the people in wrath with continual strokes, which ruled the nations in fury with relentless persecution. The whole earth is at rest and quiet, and they break forth with ringing cry. Even the cypress trees rejoice over you, along with the cedars of Lebanon. And I'm not going to go on, but he's our king. He's doing battle on our behalf. We just need to submit to his orders. We just need to be available and open and ready to do and speak whenever he calls upon us. And he will restore order. And we just need to cry out to him. And, and we just need to listen and do what he's called us to do. Amen. And as a closing thought, folks, if the world's leadership is willing to reach up inside of a woman and kill the unborn, they're not going to have any problem whatsoever taking us out. And you have to understand that that's where this is all coming. They're killing our kids first. Think yep. about that. And so look to the king of kings because he is and he is seated on the throne and he is moving. And we can completely trust in the warrior king. Absolutely. Dina, brilliant show. I'm glad we've had this conversation. We'll be back, folks. Uh, I'll post this on the, uh, on the Facebook. I'll post this on our podcast a little later on today i got a full day but it's good to see you it's good to have the opportunity to have this conversation amen People, i have a standing rule if you do absolutely nothing absolutely nothing will get done by you that has to change in the body of our king amen amen this shalom. is jeff morton dr dina die shalom god bless you have a great day bye-bye